This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm the other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How was uh, the Memorial Day weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. Did you get down to, to L.A.? Yeah, I did. Well, you know what that means. You're in L.A., and you totally miss the Masturbate-a-thon. I know. I'm so disappointed. You know, I, I, I thought that would be something that would be right up your alley. But, um, yeah, it was on Saturday. And, yeah, uh, you know what, though? I kind of feel about the Master Betathon the same way I feel about St. Patrick's Day. What? I don't need to go to the bar on St. Patrick's Day. That's when the amateur bar goers, drinkers, go out. And the Master Betathon, that's for the amateur masturbators. I, every day for me is a Master Betathon. Well, yeah, I think living is a masturbate-a-thon for me. But no, I don't know, man. I I, I beg to differ with really? you. It seems like something. You think there's something I missed there? Well, no, I'm saying. Let me explain what the masturbate-a-thon is. But I think the masturbate-a-thon involves masturbatory professionals, judging by their explanation here. I might be blown out of the water if I go there. I but, might be this. Is, I might be a little arrogant, is what you're saying. Yeah. I, okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. You might you might be able to uh, – I, I mean, I think you might be able to show up a couple people there, but I don't know, man. It seems like uh, – yeah, like, you know, endurance. It seems like these people masturbate for a number of hours here. Well, let's go – let's back it up a little bit here. Back the truck okay. up. What, what is the Masturbate-a-thon anyways? Well, so the Masturbate-a-thon – I actually just found out about myself. I'd heard about this before, but I just found out about it. It happened on Saturday at the um, Porn Palace. Have you ever been there in San Francisco? Uh, is it any relation to the, uh, what's that place called? The Power Exchange? Because I haven't been there either, but I well, walked see, th- by it. So these are two obscure San Francisco references here, and if you live in the Bay Area, you'd know what we're talking about. Yeah, you but know what's people... pathetic? They're not really that obscure. Yeah, I guess <laughs> they're not. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, people yeah, in the Bay everybody area. in the Bay Area knows But uh, if places. you don't live in the Bay Area, then you have no idea what we're talking about. The Power Exchange is like this sex club. It's kind of in like the southern, south area of the city right the south of market area of the city and i think it's like you go in there with a couple i think you have to go in there with a girl you can't no single guys are allowed yeah. or else it'd just be overrun yeah. with single dudes but you know dude i used to live by that place and all i ever saw were trannies going in there <laughs> and yeah i was just kind of like you so know, if you're a dude you can just dress up like a woman and you, you can get in yeah they'd probably let you in but they let single women into those places but dude i, I really don't think I don't know. It's like it's for like those swinging couples that you don't want to fuck anyway. What kind of a single woman is going in there besides my mom? <laughs> Your girlfriend? <laughs> I hope not. I don't know sluts. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's actually not the power exchange. It's Similar the, place. Though, yeah, right? the, the porn palace is kind of they. It's it's uh, kink dot com is the website that uh, films all their movies in the porn palace. So go check it out, kink.com. But what they did is they created the fucking machines, which a lot of people have heard of. And, it's a pretty uh, common staple of the internet, I think. Yeah, the, the, the fucking machines. It's like these, I don't know, these huge contraptions with a bunch of dildos sticking out of it that will, like, you know, fuck, like, seven girls at it's once. It's like if you crossed the Terminator with a vibrator, you'd get that. Yeah. And so there's a website called fuckingmachines.com. They... Made, they they created these fucking machines in this building, and so if you ever go over there, I've been to a couple parties there because uh, one of uh, Big Jeff's friends used to be right. like uh, I think one of the machine shop guys actually he makes was one the of machines. the fucking machine technicians. Yeah, he, he he actually welded those machines together. So we went to a party there, and I was kind of like I'm not gonna touch anything, but uh, it's 
a bunch of hot chicks around here. I didn't get to see any girls getting fucked by the machines, but they had like all these like dungeon, like every room had like a theme to it. There so was like a jail actually, room and there, a western there, room. So there are actually girls there who are being paid because they're porn stars. So that's why there's hot women there as opposed to the power exchange where it's just dirty, dirty whores. Yeah, deviant swingers okay. at the power exchange that All pay right. to be there. Whereas, like, this place was a party. I mean, they work for them. They, oh, okay. They're, like, uh, paid porn stars that It's a little more high-end. Yeah, go, che- go check it out, kink.com or fuckingmachines.com. But anyway, the Master Betathon is a annual event that's going to take place at the Porn Palace. Go check it out, masturbate-a-thon.com. <laughs> We'll uh, have to post a link. Are they the... trying to promote awareness of masturbation? Is that... Uh... Well, you know, I went to their website to go check it out because uh, someone told me about it. Like, it was kind of going all the way... It was going... It was like office talk today, like by the water cooler. Everyone's like, so, are you going to be masturbating this weekend? And I was <laughs> well, like... yeah. What, why, what else would I do? Well, I was just kind of like, it's none of your business, but yeah. <laughs> I just masturbated in the bathroom. But anyway, I went and checked out their website, and they're like, why masturbate? Why masturbate a thon? And dude, this is such like a annoyingly San Franciscan thing to do. This, That's this true. event. That's true. And, Very and true. You'll get even more annoyed as I read the description here. I'm already pretty annoyed. So, so okay, despite go. great strides in sex positive education, masturbation for many remains a taboo subject. Who? Who yeah. doesn't masturbate? Yeah, that is patently false. The Mormons? There, I mean, yeah, there are like... Uh, Jerry what? Falwell jerked off. 0.5% of the United States that still have a problem with masturbation, I think. I mean, it's, it's in mainstream movies, it's in TV shows, it's all over the place. Well, the masturbation... Seinfeld had an entire episode, episode about, about masturbation. masturbation. I mean, one of the most mainstream shows of the past 10 years. Uh, American Pie, right. the whole big, masturbation that. Big name movies. Yeah, that's why it's like, it's not a taboo subject. Like, being gay is not taboo anymore. These are, this is, this is the, that's sector of San Francisco population with just that smug, I'm more out there and weird and progressive than you, and I'm going to try and shove my, my weird progressive views in your face, but they're not really that weird. It's pretty, you know, they're about 20 years behind, I think. I, I don't know. I just find these people just so just self-righteous and self-possessed. Yeah. It's like they, here they are saying, you know, it's like we're so unique and we're so secure with our bodies and our sexual self-image. And uh, that's what we want to promote, sexual self-awareness. And you're just like, you know what? Just shut up. You're a fucking pervert. You want to masturbate in public with a bunch of other perverts. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, on their website here, they say this is the Center for Sex and Culture is the nonprofit organization that's oh, um, don't get me started on nonprofits. Yeah, it's I know I know Wackerly has an aversion, a strong aversion to uh, the nonprofit agencies. So the Center for Sex and Culture, which I find completely pointless. Why do we even have that? Sex is no longer taboo. That's I mean, it goes right along the lines of what we were saying about masturbation. Sex is completely out there in the media. Gay sex, straight sex, bisexual sex. It's it's. I mean, okay. Yeah, but, but we don't I, live in Wyoming. Yeah, that's maybe, what I was about to say. Maybe they it's have like, a problem there. Yeah, if you're in Iowa, maybe like some small community, maybe you do need sex education. But San Francisco, you know, it's just like Jesus, dude. Everywhere you walk, <laughs> we you could know, probably go watch somebody having sex in the street right now. Yeah, you could go outside in the tenderloin and pay someone twenty five bucks. To have sex with you right now. So why is this nonprofit here, you know? I, I don't know. Go open up in Montana or something. So they believe masturbation is the safest sex. They believe more masturbation means more sexual self-awareness. 
And this I kind of find a little curious. Masturbation with a partner can be educational and hot. <laughs> why, why would you masturbate with your partner? I do not know. I guess I, I like watching, you know, my girl girlfriend masturbate. But it's like, I'm not going to masturbate with her. Like, let's just sit around well, and masturbate, that's honey. A, that's a prelude, right? Well, I'll masturbate her. But it's a prelude to other things. Yeah, like anal sex. The only time I can see masturbating with another person is if they're just such a disgusting, disease-ridden, you know, scumbag that maybe you wouldn't want to touch them. But I don't I even really know don't if wanna... I'd want to watch them masturbate. Yeah, I don't really want to be with that person anyway. Are you talking about my brother? Well, I'm not going to say anything else about Your that. Your thinly veiled response here. So um, I guess there's a birth. So anyway, they, they, sponsor, they sponsor this under the pretense here of like promoting sexual self-awareness. So this all started back in 1995 with Good Vibrations, who invented National Masturbation Month. And Good Vibrations is that vibrator store for lesbians. I actually have an appreciation for that store because not actually the store, but the website, if you need to buy a vibrator, is a very discreet way to go see many vibrators. And uh, it's kind of a classy website, I guess. So, you know, there's that. Well, you know, the one not thing... that I have a vibrator, but well, the... I'm just saying. Well, the one, the one thing I like about it is like, you know, I've, in the past, I bought several vibrators for several different women that I've been involved with. Exactly. And it's like when you go to like a porn shop and you have that fat, greasy guy with the mullet and the shirt that doesn't quite cover up his gut. Nobody wants there to trying... see that yeah, guy. You don't want that guy to be explaining, well, I like this dildo. You got to put a couple D cell batteries in this one. Whereas if you go to Good Vibrations, there's like some hot lesbian or mannish looking lesbian that will come over and just be like, yeah, this one really does work. And they know the product. Well, that's the bottom, the, that's product. the bottom line right there. And, and plus, every time you go in there, there's like hot chicks checking out vibrators. Also I mean, true. yeah, like seriously, you go in there and you're like immediately, like immediate chub. <laughs> It's like, yeah, the chub factor's high in that place. <laughs> Those well, girls in there love it when you come in with your pitching your tent and your jeans. <laughs> I always pop a Viagra before I go into Good Vibrations. <laughs> Just walk around with a boner. Bump up against girls in the aisle. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're going to use that one? What, what's that one, the unicorn? Oh, okay. Oh, the rabbit. Yeah, I like that one too. But uh, yeah, so Good Vibrations invented National Masturbation Month. And uh, they did this back in 1995. In the year 2000, Dr. Carol Queen, who I guess is the director of the Center for Sex and Culture. She... I bet you she makes $200,000 a year at that job. Oh, yeah. And she probably tells everybody that she's the director of a nonprofit called yeah. the Center for Sex and Culture. Exactly. And they're just like, yeah, I'm going to wash our glasses like three times after you use them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, she like collaborated with Good Vibrations, and they came up with this – you know, creative masturbate-a-thon to, as a fun way to raise funds for uh, the Center for Sex and Culture. Oh, that was very well put. You should uh, sell them that low motto. Yeah. And so it's a live event, and you can sign up for it. Just go to their website, and uh, you can sign up for it. Maybe uh, you can sign up for it next year. I think they do it in different cities, too. So maybe they're having a masturbate-a-thon in your city next month. Well, I'd be impressed if they did this in uh, Westboro, Kansas, where the you know the Westboro Baptist Church was. That would impress me. If the Center for Sex and Culture opened up right next door to Fred Phelps and his, uh, you know, the God Hates Fags guy. Now, that would be kind of cool. That, I would I would get behind that nonprofit. Yeah, I, I, do, I totally would. You know, but the thing is, I am behind Good Vibrations. I support Good Vibrations. I think I think that place is great. I just think the Center for Sex and Culture is a bit useless. But As that, do I. that's me. So uh, to keep the live event fun for all, some of its participants have started competing for world records. So I guess there's world records in masturbation. So for uh, women here, 
the longest time ever masturbating was six hours and 30 minutes. Wow, that's almost a full work day there. Six hours and 30 minutes of continuous masturbation. Don't, mm-hmm. Would your hand get tired? That's why know. you buy a vibrator from Good Vibrations. <laughs> now, this kind of surprised me. The longest time for a man, also it happened in San Francisco last year, was eight hours and 30 minutes. I don't even understand that. I, I don't understand how you could go that long. Speaking of something getting sore, not your hand, but Jesus. Like, yeah, I mean, seriously, dude. It's like, you know, I'll have sex for like 20 minutes, and I'm just like, yeah, dude, I'm tired. (laughs) Wouldn't you give yourself blue balls that way? I I just don't understand. (laughs) That's all all the way into, like, ultraviolet balls. But the thing is, like, to me, it kind of goes against the purpose of masturbation. I guess maybe if you're really into it, like these people seem to be. It's like I've always thought masturbation is like I'm going to put on some porn, fast forward to the good scene, I'm done. Yeah. Now I'm going to go do something else. Is this tantric masturbation? Like is yeah, Sting, Sting doing this? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I love know. how Sting's the, the, the unofficial spokesperson for tantric sex all of a sudden. Well, not even all of a sudden, but over the past several years. I thought it was Gandhi. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Fasting and tantric sex. Yeah, he was famous for both those things. So the record for most orgasms for, for a female here is 49. 49 orgasms, continuous orgasms. This happened in London last year. And for a man, was six. In a 24-hour in a period? or I think or... it was for, yeah, the masturbate-a-thon. That doesn't sound, that doesn't impress me. Does not impress me, dude. You you can you can mas- you can have six more than six orgasms in twenty four hours. Well, have you I, ever done that? No, I would have to I would have to train a little bit and prepare. But I think it could I could think it, I think I could break that record to tell you the truth. I think I could have broken that record when I was fourteen. <laughs> I, I just like you know at the age of thirty I'm kind of like there should <laughs> I'm just tired. I wanna, there should be there should be age. Divisions. I want to watch TV. You know how like boxing has weight classes. There should be age classes for the masturbation competitions. But do you think? You think if you if you were trying to break that record when when you hit your seventh you know at 11:58 p.m. of that night you you would like throw up your hands and break a piece of tape like the guy who wins the marathon and you're just like yes and they would play that music from Chariots of Fire <laughs> yeah I don't know that's what I'm picturing at it least it could be That's so if um, you're so inclined you can check out a live video feed of the event on the Masturbatathon website oh, and I uh, bet there, there's just got to be a bunch of disgusting disgusting wankers there well you could look at on the website they also have a link to the participants mm. and dude I don't want to see any of those people masturbate not to mention they have a bunch of transgendered people masturbating in this competition as well well that's the other big thing about San Francisco is is promoting the sexuality of all different types of, of people. all people. It's well, all inclusive. And that's how they describe it. But what it always comes down to are the most androgynous people they put on these websites. You know, the, the guy who's a tranny and looks like a woman and the woman who looks kind of like a man. And it, it to me, it's not celebrating the the many different you know body types and looks that people have it's completely reverting towards the mean where everybody just kind of looks like an automaton non-sexual robot that's that's one thing about san francisco i noticed right when i first moved here is you walk around you're like there's a lot of people that look like pat from saturday night live you ever (laughs) notice that it's just like you walk around you're just like i've never been in any town in the world really where you walk around and you're just 
confused by someone's gender. Yeah, well, I it, think those people gravitate here because that you know because they're accepted and they can masturbate in front of other people, and everyone's gonna be like, oh, come on. I think it's gone, masturbate thing. Please. I think it's gone beyond acceptance and has gone to you know idolatry, if I can use that trumped up word. <laughs> I, I don't know if they worship these these androgynous I think, wonders. I think that's where we're at. I think we're to that point. But where, seriously, where those people are held above everybody else. But if, seriously, if you look though, like dude. a dude, you know, and you have facial hair and, you know, whatever other male sex, secondary sexual traits, you're kind of pushed to the side. And if you're a girl, you know, with hips and boobs and maybe you put some lipstick on, you're also pushed to the side for these androgynes. No, they, they marginalize anyone who's attractive for basically because they want people that are unattractive because they were like, you know, we should celebrate sexuality for all people. Right. Whereas, like, you know what? That's a misnomer. I think it Re- is. Yeah, really what they're doing is they're promoting masturbation of ugly people. <laughs> I mean, ugly people really should be sterilized. <laughs> you're, you're, you're for the euthanization of the – okay. No, just sterilization. I don't want to put them down. Whatever. I'm just saying I just don't want all these androgynous wonders looking around. I want to know what I'm going to fuck. Well, yeah. Well, so what's weird about this masturbatathon is I was wondering, like, how does this happen? So you pledge money for the participants, I guess, it, to see how long they can masturbate. But what's weird about it is all the guys masturbate in a room and all the girls masturbate in a separate room. So could you <laughs> masturbate in front of a bunch of other dudes? Is, is this like a frat house? It's, I, mean, I, I never was in a fraternity, but apparently a lot of people can do that. What, what, what's it called? The gookie cookie? What, what, what? Gookie cookie, the soggy biscuit. Uh, there are many names what, for why that Why don't you that explain game. the gookie cookie? Oh, do you think people don't know? Well, I'd be happy to, by the I way. I don't know if they do this in Sweden. <laughs> Maybe they do. Well, uh, so I've heard. Like I said, I wasn't in a frat myself. But uh, when you're hazing the fraternity pledges, you place some type of a cookie in the center of a circle of maybe eight to ten pledges. Uh, this is an urban myth, though. Does this really happen? <laughs> I'm not saying either. I don't know either way. All well, I'm saying is I've heard the story. Frat boys would never admit to the I've truth heard, of I've this. heard worse than this. So I don't doubt it, by the way. Um, maybe an Oreo cookie or something in the center. Uh, and everybody drops trow. And the senior pledges are all you know, standing around. Uh, forcing you to do this, apparently, because it's not something I think anybody would willingly uh, engage in. But once again, we come back to your brother. Maybe yeah. he would be into this <laughs> I think this thing. happens at my brother's bar every night. But here's the, here's the long and the they short. They call it gookie burrito. <laughs> here's the long and the short of it. Uh, everybody in the circles jerking off, you know, trying to aim for the cookie, the gookie cookie, or the soggy biscuit, if you will. And uh, the goal is to not be the last person because if you're the last person to actually jizz on the cookie or the biscuit has to eat it. Ah, so that's how it works. Which, if you're the last person, I wonder if you can complete. <laughs> or maybe the... I, I don't maybe, even know how Maybe I'd... the senior frat brothers make you complete before you so eat it. So it's kind of like bukkake on a cookie. And then, yeah, and then you eat it. And then you have to eat it. If you're yeah. the last one. I don't, so, I don't so, even so the think goal, So the goal there is completely the opposite of this uh, trying to go for longevity. It's trying to go as quickly as possible. Wacker, I find it suspicious that you know so much about this uh, sporting event. I know a lot of things about a lot of things, okay? (laughs) Don't cast aspersions upon me. Well, I don't know if they're going to be doing the gookie cookie here at the Masturbatathon. Which is funny because it's the first thing I thought of as far as a competition involving masturbation. But apparently this is a different type of thing. 
I just find it disgusting. I, I, I just know I wouldn't be able to masturbate in a room with a bunch of fucking sweaty dudes. And what, what do they have? A tarp on the ground to catch all the cum? Like, could you imagine how bad that room smells? I would hope so, yeah. And I, I would hope they would have a tarp and maybe some of those stick-ups and some scented candles. Dude, I'd wander into the chick room. But then, then again, judging by the participants that are on the website, I don't think I'd want to see any of those people masturbate. Hands down. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, you're probably right. So uh, real quick, I want to wrap this up here. But uh, So for the 2007 Masturbate-a-thon competition, you can find all more information about this on the website. Here's the competitions that they're going to be having this year. The Longest Squirt Distance, which is a new competition. An area of the Porn Palace will be set up so that participants can compete for the longest squirting ejaculation distance. Wow. This will be a mixed-gender event, and whoever goes the fluid distance wins do you get to is it kind of like the long jump where you get to run up to the line and just like ex, jack ex distance or is it from a stand a standing start is i guess that what they call it i i imagine the guys will probably win more than the girls but who knows dude i know uh, some girls can spray i think they probably compete in different uh heats you know yeah so there's also the longest time masturbating. How long can people masturbate? Well, the current record is over eight hours. Bend your gender expectations. That participant was 100% male. Winners will be awarded in as many gender categories as are appropriate. And in San Francisco, I'm sure they're going to have like, I don't know, five different gender categories. They're making new ones every <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah, by the time this happens, or actually next year, by the time it happens, I'll probably have seven or eight. Most orgasms is another uh, competition going on here. Multiple orgasms aren't just for chicks. The masturbate-a-thon record for most male orgasms is six. Of course, women are a little ahead in this game with a record of 49. I imagine by the sixth one for a guy, it's just kind of like powdered milk coming out, a few grains. <laughs> just a <laughs> puff of air. <laughs> and then this one I just can, uh, I just don't even understand. Tag team fun. This is a tag team race like you have never seen. The no touching others rule is suspended while team tag each other. Teams tag each other for a place change in the masturbation arena. It sounds like American Gladiators, but just with a bunch of like disgusting perverts and androgynes running around masturbating each other. I don't even want to try and imagine what that means. Well, anyway, um, yeah, go check out masturbateathon.com. This is episode 72 here, and I want to do a quick recap for uh, episode 71. We had two voting competitions going on that one. It was kind of a we were asking a lot of the listeners, a lot of listener interaction. For, I had twice uh, as much 71. work to set up the website last week, and I'm bitter about it. So for the stories, uh, Wackerly, I was surprised actually with the results here. They're kind of close, but uh, you won episode 71, and that's why I'm buying beer this weekend. Incredible. This week. Thank you. Yeah, uh, your story was the internal decapitation of that woman. That woman. You can't. You can't beat that creepy voice. You know, I really think that. Uh, I really think that you relied too heavily on the, on gimmicks to win that. It wasn't just story alone. You brought in that audio, and that's what swayed people. Because everyone's like, you know, I'm having nightmares now from listening to her voice. All's fair. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I think it might be a little cheap, but whatever. I'm willing to concede here. So you had uh, 92 votes. I had a story about the uh, motherfucking child rapist. Oh, yeah. You got and, some uh, votes for that one. Yeah, I got like 74 votes. So a lot of people were sickened by that story. And uh, the listener sent in a story about the uh, Satan who microwaved that baby. And uh, he came in or she came in with uh, 43 votes. Mm. So um, I was surprised by that. But I think a lot of people were kind of... Um, we're um, not into voting for that article just because 
We, it was kind of a repeat because we did that microwave baby one a few episodes back. Yeah, we did the puppy in the oven also. It's yeah, kind of so close to that. They were dissuaded from voting for that one. So, uh, Wackerly, congratulations. You won episode 71. Thank now, you. in the uh, other voting competition here, I was actually kind of surprised by this results. Once again, a dead heat, very close. Um, we posted two videos, and we were trying to determine what is the sickest thing on the Internet. I've always been under the assumption, I still kind of am, that Mr. Hands, the video of the guy being fucked to death by that horse, it was one of the sickest things I've ever seen on the Internet. And I've seen many sick things on the Internet. Well, a listener named Wisa from... Uh, UK sent in a, uh, a video and he was saying that he didn't find Mr. He found Mr. Hands kind of tame and he thought his video of a guy basically beer bonging a girl's diarrhea um, more disgusting well, than I Mr. Just, Hands. I find it kind of just arrogant of this guy that he writes into our show, the Sick and Wrong podcast, of which you, D, and I, myself, Wackerly, are hosts of. We're, we're somewhat experts. In this subject. In the sick and wrong arena. And he thinks he can tell us that he thinks he knows what is more sick on the internet than us. And apparently he's right. <laughs> yeah, apparently he is right, actually. I am actually. humbled by the, Wisa. I am humbled by Wisa as well. And Although I fully... he, hasn't, he hasn't changed my opinion. I still believe that Mr. Hands is sicker, but apparently you and I... Uh... But this is a democracy, Wackerly. Yeah, we live in a free world. And we had the audience vote. The audience voted unanimously. We had uh, 64 votes. For uh, Toilet Face, the video sent in by Wisa, and we had uh, 46 votes for Mr. Hands. Uh, the funniest thing about it, though, is uh, some of the comments that we got from people that were voting for Toilet Face. Uh, one guy, uh, Cliff here, from the Chloroform Party, which is a pretty good podcast, he wrote in, Holy fuck, there's puke in my mouth. Shit stuff is way not cool. Um, Brandon here wrote in, Oh, holy fuck. Ew. I like it when people are... Like actually pissed off that they saw that something, they, but they watched it to. on their own accord. But yeah. yet they're still sickened by it. But we and linked, pissed at we us. We linked to it in their anger. I love that. Uh, Ripples here voted for Toilet Face, and he said, "Oh God, there goes lunch." And uh, three other people also said, "Holy fuck!" So the fact that that video received five holy fucks. Um, yeah, I'm, if people have to appeal to the Lord because they're so disgusted, that that's great. I'm willing to concede defeat. We beat us, and we said we're going to send you a sick and wrong care package for. Uh, I, I'm surprised for proving us wrong. Toilet face is the sickest thing on the internet, as far Apparently. as I know. As far as I know. Well, so this is episode 72. People, you know how sick and wrong works. Quackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. We throw in the wild card with a listener submission, audience votes, and the winner gets a case of beer. Case MGD. Listener gets, like, our pubes in a t-shirt. So, um, uh, my pubes have been growing back, so I have a, I have a fresh... A life. fresh crop? Yeah. So uh, for episode 72, I started last week, so Wackerly, why don't you kick off the show? <laughs> My story comes out of uh, the Southern California area of uh, the United States of the world, and uh, Southern Cal hometown story. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start in the middle because it's better that way. All right, and I'm gonna start with this sentence: the girlfriend survived. That's a good thing. A man got into a fight with his girlfriend apparently uh, in the car, and they came up to a railroad crossing where the you know those little uh, striped uh, whatever you call them barriers come down when the train's about to come up. 
Yeah, yeah, and then they have the bells going off, and you can't go past it. So this guy came up to this uh, railroad crossing uh, behind, actually, maybe five or six other cars, which he proceeded to drive past. You know, he passed them on the right or the left, whichever way it is. I can't ever remember which way you uh, refer to that by. But uh, he drove past them and stopped his car on the railroad crossing in San Fernando Valley. Was there a train coming? Well, the crossbars were down, yes. So, yes. So, <laughs> okay. train so, he knew there was a train coming. The driver who was seen... This is ar- a deliberate action. The driver who was seen arguing with his girlfriend by these people that he passed, apparently, parked the car on the tracks and jumped out, leaving her behind. A northbound commuter train hit the rear end of the car, sending it spinning through the air like a helicopter before it struck the man down and crushed him. <laughs> so, wait. This guy was trying to kill his girlfriend by driving in front of a train? You know, you're in the car, driving somewhere. Maybe it's vacation. You always vi- argue with your girlfriend when you're driving around on vacation. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. But, yeah. And well, girls just... get upset when they sit in a car too long because they're vaginas. They get, like, yeast infections. Yeah, I know. They swell up and yeah, they get all scratchy. Yeah, they swell up like a baboon's ass. They probably need some tampons or something. Yeah. But, so, yeah, he's fighting with his girlfriend, and he, he's to that point where he's like, you know what? I've had enough of you. I'm parking this car on the railroad tracks, and I'm and he gets out. And starts to walk away from the tracks. I don't know why she didn't get out. Maybe she was high or something. This sounds to me like he was trying to murder her. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, he was purposely doing this. Yes, he parked his car in front of a a speeding commuter train going uh, about 80 miles an hour. God, I would have loved to have heard the conversation in that car. You fuck you, bitch! This is why we need black boxes in cars, you know? Yeah, I heard they're going to do that. (laughs) Um... I think you heard that because a stand-up comedian talked about it when we were in Vegas last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same flea lights that I heard it. Yeah, well, it's a, a good source. I wish I remember that stand-up's name because he was pretty funny, but most, I don't. Most of the sort, the, the majority of my knowledge comes from stand-up comedians. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, he, he's pissed off. He parks the car in front of the train. He gets out, starts walking away. Like I, I would have been running. Well, like I said, I'm not clear why she didn't get out and walk away. Maybe her seatbelt was stuck or something. Maybe he punched her in the face. That also could be true. The train hits his car. It goes flying through the air like a Frisbee and knocks him to the ground, crushes him, and kills him. However, here's the karmic retribution. The girlfriend was taken to the hospital where she was in stable condition. So she actually lived through this. Yeah. She just got out and was like, that's what I'm talking about, you motherfucker. <laughs> that's you, bitch. No, seriously, dude. That you know that proves that karma actually works. Karma exists yeah, I in also, the world. Exactly. And I also find it funny that uh, this happened at 12.08 p.m., broad daylight in Southern California. You know, there's just sun is out. It all was <laughs> visible to these people who were waiting in line behind this railroad crossing. You know, if karma exists in this world, reincarnation probably does too. And that guy's going to be reincarnated as a butt plug. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> and he's going to be sold so. in the Castro. I think that would be, call, uh, be called adding insult to injury. Um, here's another kind of funny thing. The train only had superficial damage. <laughs> and the uh the detective you know the police detective on scene said that i thought this was kind of a, a good comment also that the train to your car when a train hits your car it's like your car hitting a soda pop can it's just not going to be a fair fight <laughs> i like how he's anthropomorphizing the vehicles well i just think that's a very apt deduction there sir yeah 
Einstein. So that's it. But I, I do like the image in my mind of this car, like flying through the air towards this dude who and thinks, just, and he's just, th- he's probably face, he's, he's facing probably just a, running. Well, no, he probably is facing away because he's walking away. He probably doesn't even know what's about to hit him. Meanwhile, the girlfriend's looking out the window saying like, you motherfucker, and <laughs> I'm just coming slam. to get you. Yeah, that's just retribution right she there. She has to be chuckling to herself right now in her hospital bed, where she's not even really. She said it says she's in stable condition. She's so probably all hopped up in morphine, just, just happy. laughing and just laughing, laughing, having a great watching time. Watching Doctor Phil on the little TV, daytime TV. She's what, she's having fun. What I don't understand about that story and what confuses me about this guy's, I guess motive, not even motive, but his uh, mo, is has he ever heard of a gun? Yeah, apparently know. he wasn't too concerned about his car. I mean, he I think he was in that point Dude, where... Dude, a gun would be much easier to kill your girlfriend with. Right, but it's all about what you have at hand, and uh, I think he was... So you're thinking this is heat of the moment? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heat mean, he of the was... moment. Uh, he was just fed up. And he was just like, you're done. He had a, he, They're probably playing that game where you put a radio station on, and then she immediately changes it, and then you immediately change it back. But you're not talking to each other. It's just all about passive aggressivity, which are the worst fights you can have with your girlfriend. And uh, this is the type of thing that happens. Yeah, and well, then, she prevailed. Yeah, and then when that happens, this is what happens to you. So so on the sick and wrong scale, what do you give that? Um, I'm giving it some humor points. Even though I know people Wackerly are, with the funny I stories. Know, yeah, I'm into the humor and I Mr. know people, funny haha people are gonna email in that he's not psycho and this could happen to anybody, which is kinda psycho just, dude. He fucking yeah. parked his car in front of a speeding train. Which is what I was about to say, that our listeners are jaded to, you know, what is actually sick out there. I think like if her head was severed off and the head hit him in the head. Yeah, and he if died. both of them died, you know, it'd be sicker, I guess. But uh, I'm gonna give it a, a nine. You know, I'm gonna give it a nine point one just for originality. I you know, I've 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 had some girlfriends that I've thought about murdering before, and, but I've never once thought about like I'm just going to park my car in front of a train. Yeah, well, this isn't her. this isn't premeditated. You know, you don't think about it ahead of time. You just it's heat. It's like you said, heat of the moment. Heat it's of just, the moment. Ha- you cannot take it anymore. So I'm giving it a nine point one. All right. Fair yeah. My story also is uh, kind of an atypical sick and wrong story for me to do. I usually tend to do the uh, unfunny, like the not funny diarrhea club stories. Yeah. They're just kind of like they're just sick and they're repulsive, but they're not really scatological. funny. <laughs> yeah, scatological. So, But uh, this one, I guess, is atypical for me, but it's definitely uh, fits the uh, sick and wrong bill. So um, this happened in Tacoma, Washington. A Vancouver mother who made two of her children – feign mental retardation so she could collect social security disability benefits on their behalf was sentenced Thursday to three years in a federal prison. Hmm. Very interesting. I didn't even know people were doing this. It's it's a scam that I never really thought I could do, but now I kind of want to have a child. (laughs) So it doesn't work if you yourself just pretend to be retarded. You have to have a child. Yeah, I think so. Because then you, you, uh, well, I don't know. Do you think, I mean, I wonder how old you have to be to register as a retard. That's a good point. I, I, wouldn't you think that somebody would know him at, when he was seven and then know him in, at, when he was nine and say, wait a minute, this kid used to not be retarded, and now all of a sudden he is? But, I mean, do you think you can register as a retard, like, at age 16? Like, all of a sudden I'm stricken with retardation. I have Down syndrome. I just caught it the other day from, you know, uh, uh, shitty whiskey. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I just don't understand. Like, I guess 
in order to receive benefits, you probably have to give birth to a retard and then register them immediately. When you what if you said really you retarded. got kicked in the face by a mule? Oh, okay. So if you like sustain some kind of injury that that brings retardation, a head injury. <laughs> I just wonder, like, how much money. Well, we'll get into that. How much money you make as a I do wonder what the premium is on a retarded child versus just a poor child. So her son, Pete Costello, age 28, um, was sentenced May 11th to 13 months in prison for going along with the scam well after he became an adult. Uh, He first feigned retardation at age 8, as I just said. Uh, Rosie Costello, the mother, said, I can't sleep at night thinking about him. I know I did wrong, and I'm sorry. She's more concerned now than when she had a retarded child. Yeah. <laughs> She's losing sleep over making him pretend to be retarded. Her daughter... She wishes things could just go back to normal when he was retarded. <laughs> I just don't know if, if after... Okay, the guy's 28, so 20 years of pretending to be retarded. Wouldn't you just be retarded after that point? Yeah, well, it's probably hard to get rid of the speech impediment. I, I don't know if you've ever... You know, you lived in Michigan, and now you live out here, and you don't have your Michigan accent anymore, and now you have your California accent. But if you moved back to Michigan, it'd be hard to get back into that speech pattern. And I wonder if, you know, if you talk like a retard and for 16 years... And you had your hands years, all, like, contorted. Yeah, it's hard to become a normal again. Well, her daughter, Marie Costello, was four when she qualified to receive benefits, so she trained her daughter at a really young age... Uh, so she was, doubled down? <laughs> yeah, she she doubled down. She had two kids that she One trained wasn't to be good retarded. For. But what I don't understand is what is the training? Like how do you train to be retarded? Like what 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 do you do? Do you do you like sit sit there and make your kids sit in front of the television and watch like countless episodes of Life Goes On? Like study Corky, <laughs> study his movements, and then we'll move on to Sling Blade. Yes, great minds think alike because that would be my method as well. Is you'd make them watch Corky and, yeah, um, and some Sling, Sling Blade. Blade. But Sling Blade, you, you run the risk that they're going to talk like the John Ritter character, and then you've got a fake gay kid. Yeah, which you don't want that. Or maybe, like, uh, what's that guy's name? The country guy, uh, Lyle Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam, and then you have a fake, you know, hick, hick. kid. Yeah, no. I, I guess what you probably made them do is, like, affect a speech pattern, like a, a retarded speech pattern. Probably made them, like, do hand movements, maybe grunt a lot. I do think forcing them to watch Life Goes On would be a good method. Yeah, I guess, you know, I've watched many episodes of that, and I never became retarded. But if I had to watch it night and day, like for a period of like maybe three years. Yeah, I'm talking about strapping the kid to a chair and putting those uh, clockwork orange lid locks on. I mean, I'm talking about some serious forced viewing here. (laughs) Well, uh, what's interesting here about her daughter, Marie Costello, who was four when she uh, received benefits, federal agents have been unable to locate her. Last year, after agents investigating the family instructed Rosie to bring her children for an interview, Costello had one of her son's girlfriends pose as the daughter. Because I guess the daughter's like, you know, probably 18 now or 20. This woman's never learned that lesson about the tangled web you weave when first you <laughs> attempt to deceive and the lies just keep getting bigger and more elaborate. And she's going to well, get caught in a bigger trap. I love how her biological daughter's kind of a fugitive fake retard. <laughs> It's like, that would have been so much better for that Harrison Ford movie. (laughs) Fugitive fake retard. Tommy Lee Jones is hunting it down, her down. (laughs) So, uh, but, so she had her, her son's girlfriend's pose as her, you know, her uh, supposed retarded daughter. The woman came to the interview wearing a hooded sweatshirt that was pulled forward to partially cover her face. And she spent the interview curled up in a chair facing away from the social security employee and playing with her hair. So the whole, I guess, I guess, is that retarded? Is that how you act retarded? Well, I mean, you've heard of trichotillomania, right? 
And what, what, what's that? Trickletillomania, which is an awesome word, by the way, is when uh, you obsessively pull that. your hair out. And sometimes you eat it, which is when you get those people who have those big hairballs in their stomach that have to be surgically removed. Yeah, so that's kind of another symptom of retardation. It's, You're it's eating a hair. symptom of, a, of a, other mental problems, yeah. Pulling your hair out, eating it. or Masturbating just... in public. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, also uh, incontinence, which I'm surprised she didn't do that. So uh, Rosie Costello, the mother here, also successfully applied for state benefits after her children became adults because she claimed to be their caregiver. In all, Costello received $287,716 over 20 years. For both kids? For both kids. And if you think about that, like if you do the math here, I think it averages out to about 14k a year maybe. Yeah. And, and Where do they live? Uh, Tacoma, Washington. It, it, that, dude, that's, uh, Tacoma's it, a pretty low cost of living state. That that could go a long way. We're not talking Seattle here. This is this is eastern Washington kind of out in the sticks. Yeah, but I mean that's still the poverty. That's below the poverty line, isn't well, it? Well, she might have fourteen grand a yeah, year. But, yeah, but she might have had another job to supplement. This is just an income supplement. Well, it says over the over the twenty years, she was ba- it, that uh, two hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars was barely enough for rent and food. I <laughs> so guess maybe um, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, I guess they were uh, rather impoverished, and uh, she was also funding her husband Tommy Costello, who's now imprisoned. Um, his she was funding his crack cocaine habit. Throughout the 80s. So the disability <laughs> checks that her kids were pretending to be retarded to get were going to the husband's crack cocaine habit. This is child – This you know what this is? This is child labor. <laughs> it is child labor. They're like acting as retards The kids were doing all the, the work. Crack. The kids were doing all the work in this family, and that's child – she should go – she should be charged with slavery. Well, what I find interesting about this is uh, the – defense that her defendant her attorney used to try to defend her in court it's like you know okay so the reason she was busted is because her son was videotaped contesting a traffic ticket like a normal person he wasn't using his court. retarded voice he wasn't using his retarded voice because i don't think retards that's are allowed where he, to drive that's where he fucked up and so somehow that videotape got to the uh, state officials and they ended up investigating the family and found out about this fraud scheme and so um as a as a public defender, as her defense attorney, what would you do? Like, what would what would you try to claim as her defense? You know what I would do? I would indict the whole damn system. <laughs> well, she did this because poverty is a bitch, and it's hard to get by in America, and the welfare lines are too long, and you don't get enough money, and blah 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 blah. That's it's hard out here for a pimp. It is. But uh, her <clears throat> lawyer here, Paula Olson, tried to paint a sympathetic picture of Costello. Well, she didn't pimp out her daughter as a no. retarded yeah. prostitute, did she? Yeah, I just wanted to clear that <laughs> up. Now that would have been great. But uh, Olson emphasized, her attorney emphasized the gypsy lifestyle of Costello, who was born in Longview and is ethnic Romanian. Uh, gypsy oh, women boy. aren't expected to be educated or to care financially for their families. Or to have non-retarded children. So that's what she tried to use as her defense by way of explaining um, why Costello can't read or write. So apparently this woman's uneducated, but she's crafty enough to come up with a scheme to make her kids pretend to be retarded. Um, In my world, gypsies tell fortunes for money and read tarot cards and palms. Uh, was she doing any of this to try and help herself along, or did she shirk those duties You'd as well? you think that would be a more legitimate scam. Yeah. You know, I mean, a legal scam that you could do. Well, there are many fortune tellers in the Tenderloin where these studios are, and, and actually they're licensed in San Francisco as being legitimate fortune tellers. Well, I mean, isn't that what gypsies do? And then put a curse on you when you uh, flick them off? And... Self, self-respecting self gypsies, yes, that's what they do. 
The other ones pretend to this have one retarded to, kids. Yeah, this one seemed to be a little lazy. I think it's kind of cool, though, that uh, gypsies can train their kids to be retarded. I, I would never would have thought of that. They use their mystical powers. So the idea to sign up Marie, her uh, four-year-old daughter, for uh, benefits was the husband's, the crackhead. Um, he said after a welfare worker remarked that the young girl seemed slow. But you know, you know what, though? Slow does not mean retarded. No. Slow means almost retarded. I love how most parents, if, if they got a diagnosis that their kid was slow, they'd be just devastated and very sad. But this guy was like, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> We're going to capitalize on this one, okay? <laughs> Sounds now, good to me. <laughs> so you're slow right now. Let's be retarded. Uh, what's funny is her lawyer contended that um, if you needed to uh, prove that your kids are retarded, this would lead to a world where we have to follow mentally retarded people around to make sure they aren't lying. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is funny to me because I think, could you imagine if that was your job? That's a good defense, It's kind of like though. insurance fraud. Yeah. You know, it's like you got to sit there and make sure that that guy is not trying to, uh, you know, scam the system with his workman's comp. But instead, you got to follow a guy to make sure he's really retarded. It'd be good for the private investigation business. I'm yeah. not going to say anything more about that, but anyway. But if you're a PI, but it, it's just kind of funny. It's like, so you're a PI. What type of work do you do? I investigate fake retards so uh, after her release Costello will be on probation for three years she's not allowed to go anywhere near a retarded person i'm joking she was ordered to pay two hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars in restitution well she's gonna pay it all back she's gotta pay it all back wow she's gonna have to read a lot of fortunes for that <laughs> a judgment that will count against any future legitimate claims for social security benefits oh. so she'll never never be able to be on uh, social security she again. got put out on her ass so on the sick and wrong scale yeah no one died there's I'm not, you know, this wasn't a horrific incident. This wasn't a typical D. Simon story here for Sick and Wrong. But it's sick and it's wrong to make your infant children train them to be retarded when they're not retarded. I mean, these kids weren't even enrolled in school. She was just like, you know what? I'm going to keep you uneducated. I'm going to keep you illiterate. And I'm going to keep you pretending to be retarded so I can scam the state. And she's not even passing on the fortune-telling skills. It's yeah. It's tragic. So I would say on the sick and wrong scale, I'm going to give this an 8.8. I'm going to give it an 8.9. An 8.9? Yeah. I'm, I like to Just for the deceit? And just the humor. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Well, uh, Wackerly, our next story is quite humorous. And um, we'll see. Yeah, our next story is quite humorous. So for the listener submission this week for episode 72 comes from Alex uh, from London. He sent this story in. And I'd actually read this story and considered doing it myself. But I was thinking, you know, I'm going to let this one go to the listener. Because he's from the UK. This happened in the UK. He has so, home field advantage. Yeah, home field advantage. Animals slaughtered in a gory attack. A menagerie of vegan pets, which I don't quite understand what vegan means has been ruthlessly slaughtered in an orgy of violence. I love how the English kind of use those descriptive terms. Yeah. An orgy of violence. An orgy of violence occurred this past fortnight. Crikey. <laughs> That's Australian. <laughs> English it? people don't say crikey. I think they do. They say blimey. Eat me, they do. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm holding fast I, I think you're this. getting your Australians and your English mi- mixed up here. Could be. So, in an act of almost unbelievable callousness, intruders broke into the garden of Charlotte Chadwick's home, stole weak-old baby guinea pigs, weak-old baby guinea pigs, from their hutches, and then stamped them all to death. Ah, dude, particularly violent, particularly violent. Rescue ferrets were also attacked, two killed outright, and a third injured so badly it had to be put down by the vets. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you say rescue ferrets? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what rescue ferrets do. Uh, I think she probably adopted some rescued ferrets. No, it's just rescue ferrets. 
like they're St. Bernard's. Like they have bottle, <laughs> like barrels of alcohol around their neck, and they go up into the Appalachian or uh, you know Himalayas and rescue hiker. Wackerly, it's apparent to me that you haven't seen the movie Beastmaster for quite some time. Oh, right. But if you recall <laughs> Beastmaster, the Beastmaster had two ferrets that rescued him from many precarious situations. I can stand completely re- uh, corrected there. Sorry. So Move more on. than 25 defenseless creatures were killed in all during the gory attack. Animal lover owner Charlotte, who was only 32 years old, was so upset by the scene of devastation she found, she had to take the following day off of work. Now Miss Chadwick is so scared that the killers may return, she has moved the ferrets given to, her, uh, given to her after being abandoned all over the burrow into the bedroom of her home. So she's sleeping with these ferrets, and the surviving guinea pigs have been moved into a neighboring, more secure garden for safekeeping. I love how in this uh, area of England, wherever um, this is, I imagine, I don't know, Wigan, England, I don't, I don't even know what part of the UK. It's over there I, somewhere. It's a legitimate profession to be like, yeah, what do you do for a living? I raise guinea pigs. <laughs> It's like, you know, that that's my job. I raise guinea pigs. I'm a guinea pig farmer. Maybe a hedgehog here or there. But what's what cracks me up about this is uh so these hooligans, who I imagine probably were just a band of chav chavs. Don't you think these guys were chavs? I'm thinking hate crime. I'm thinking pikeys. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm thinking they were pikeys and they had something against guinea pigs. Or soccer hooligans, maybe. Football hooligans. Probably skinheads. You think? I think, like, I think uh, we're conflating a lot of different stereotypes here. Of uh, English hooligans? One of these groups was uh, involved. So, okay. <laughs> if, the, if the Bobbies need to call us and get any information, <laughs> insight, we're uh, open over here. Well, you know, Sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. This should almost be in that movie Fuzz. Like This is like seems like a crime they'd be investigating. Hot who's, Fuzz. Who's, oh, yeah, Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Who stamped these guinea pigs to death? But what's funny to me is the fact that these guys – you know, even thought about that. It's just like, you know, they could have went out and, like, beat up another group of teenagers or beat up someone else, but it's like, you know, they're probably sitting at the pub having, like, their 16th pint. I'll have another pint, mate. Sir, I'm bored. What do you want to do? Let's go stamp some guinea pigs, mate. Oh, fucking guineas. God damn them. Blimey. Fucking guineas piss me off. They're going to be taking the piss tonight. Taking our jobs. <laughs> yeah, these guys were probably like blue-collar dudes and leads. You know, they work like, you know, just blue-collar jobs. And the way to let off some steam... Manchester. Let's go stamp some guinea pigs. Yeah, well, can well, you blame them? If you think about it, dude, they probably live in like, yeah, one of those working-class English towns. And the chicks there, you know, are all named like Marjorie or something. And they have like three teeth. And those <laughs> three teeth are completely crooked. And they're like, I don't want to fuck that hoe again. Let's go stomp some guinea pigs. Not a lot to do over there. Dude, it's probably all sexual frustration, which led to this. So uh, Charlotte lived in Mulberry Close for the past seven years. I guess Mulberry Close must be the town here. She said, I'm still... No, I think that's a street. A close is a street, I believe. A sort of enclosed sort of alleyway. We might have to have our English listeners uh, clarify these terms. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. probably. Um, uh, She said, I'm still gutted by this. To get up and find this was really awful. It was like some horror film. What, what, what horror film would do people smash guinea pigs? A good one? Yeah. <laughs> one that I wish I'd seen? I think it sounds like Chinese fetish porn film. Yeah, maybe. To me. Crushing, crushing movies. Do we have that, that, that crushing kitten story I remember yeah. that happened a while back? She says, these weren't just my pets. They are like my family. I'm willing to wager that um, Charlotte here is rather ugly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I don't think she has a guy. I would lay She's odds. raising guinea pigs. I would lay odds on that. Yeah. At first, I thought it may have been a fox, but it didn't take long to work out that the scene wasn't consistent with a fox. 
Uh, some of the baby guinea pigs have been squashed flat quite deliberately rather than been mauled because they had no bite marks on them whatsoever. Maybe and it was a fox with Doc Martens on. <laughs> Rumpa stompas. Um, and that must have been done by a much bigger foot than any dog or fox. I know it was a human foot, and that is an awful thing to happen. I wonder if there was like furry, bloody footprints with like Doc Martin, like in you know imprints in their uh, in the guinea on the ground. Has Scotland Yard made any progress on this crime? I mean, have they have they looked at the clues? That, you know, the footprints and all this and that. Do they have their heads up their ass? <laughs> With Seriously, that, this is like a with, Sherlock Holmes story. Their heads up their ass with that big helmet on? That's going to hurt. I don't know, man. <laughs> it sounds to me that uh, these hooligans went shouty crackers yeah, on, um, so. on these uh, guinea true, pigs. true statement. Right but there. just another comparison to our culture here in the United States. You know, okay, so these are probably a group of chavs. Don't you think so? I'm thinking chavs is likely, yeah. Yeah, okay. So English white trash, chavs. I know we went back, we went through this a few podcasts ago. Many podcasts. So our white trash in this country tend to smoke methamphetamine, rape their daughters, and um, tip over I don't some know, cows. Yeah, go, or go fight in the UFC or something. Tip over some cows. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I, this is the first time I think I've ever heard. Of um, you know, people going out and stomping guinea pigs. I don't think that would happen here. First of all, we don't have many guinea pig farmers, and second of all, I, I just don't see that happening here. I don't think we have a prejudice against guineas like they do over there. Fucking guineas. guineas! God, I'm bored. They go stomp some guineas. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So on the sick and wrong scale, I guess a human didn't die here, but they did stomp 25 baby, weak old guinea pigs to death. How many guinea pigs? Equal a human being. I would say 17. This is like one and a half humans. You know, I mean, I, I don't mean to sound barbaric here, but it does sound like it might be kind of fun. Let's not forget about the ferrets, right? Yeah. It's I, not yeah. just the guinea pigs. Yeah, there are a couple ferrets that died too. So on the sick and wrong scale, I mean, God, these guys, these hooligans just went out and crushed these animals. I'm going to have to give this at least an 8.5. I'm going to give it an 8.3. An 8.3? Yeah. I think that's fair. You know, I, I think I think they, the guinea pigs that were killed were probably killed quickly. Yeah, and I, no, I don't think no, they suffered. There's no guinea pig torture, but yet it is uh, still gets an 8.3 for for a sheer. Well, this woman's guinea, probably traumatized. Guinea, guinea pig genocide, yes. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see what the uh, listening audience has to say on that. Go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You decide who has the most sick and wrong story for episode 72. Welcome to Sick and Wrong. Simon and Wackerly. Simon Wackerly? Yeah. Say, hey, you're listening to Simon Wackerly on Sick and Wrong. Mr. Simon Wackerly, I'm sick and wrong. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Wackerly, we've got to wrap up the show here. And uh, as usual, we tend to get to listener email towards the end of the show. Uh, we received a video. I remember uh, specifically saying that I didn't want anything disgusting being sent to me because I I figured after we we made that internet uh, contest yeah. about the, the we most were, disgusting we were pl- film. We were playing with fire a little exactly. bit. Exactly. I, I figured we'd be deluged with a bunch of disgusting, you know, horrific images on the internet. And we weren't. Um, really, actually, we weren't. Not many people voted, but they didn't send us nasty things. Except um, Samantha Samantha here, one of our listeners, uh, sent in a video that I don't want to say is nasty. I actually found it fascinating and I was somewhat qu- arousing. I was quite turned on by this video, actually. So she says, uh, D mentioned that there would probably be a video circulating the internet at some point with Crystal having sex with her dog. She's making a reference here to a podcast we did a while back. Crystal about, Brown. Yeah, right? about that girl who um, received as a Valentine's Day gift her dog's head. 
And uh, she says, I believe I may have found it, or at least something close resembling it. It might not be her, but I'm sure with a bit of imagination, you can make it her. (laughs) The dog isn't quite the same either, but who knows? She could be making a uh, canine harem. (laughs) So she sends us this video. I downloaded it, of course, because I always watch um, the videos that the listeners send in. And uh, it's like eight megs, dude. It was like at least a nine-minute video. And you know what, dude? I've seen countless you know, a number of bestiality films in my time. And usually I'm just kind of like sort of bored by it. It's it's usually it's like an apathetic animal and a, and a diseased crack whore woman who's being cajoled into doing it for crack or like some disgusting German, you know, fra that's like forced <laughs> to do it because, uh, I don't know, they'd kill her children. But it's like this one actually had a girl. She's wearing a mask. It was a golden retriever, and some she was wearing like stockings. no, she was wearing like a uh, sexy boots, like a stripper boots. Well, you that she were had like some type of stocking, some kind of well. lace thing going on there. And I must admit, it was kind of hot, and I feel kind of uh, weird admitting this. Well, I believe that uh, it, there was mutual enjoyment between this golden retriever and this young woman. And uh, yes, I was turned on. So w- what happens in the video? She's wearing a schoolgirl outfit, like a little schoolgirl mini skirt. She puts plaid. on, she puts on, yeah, plaid mini skirt, like Catholic school's girl skirt. And she puts on like it sounded like Wagner or something, like some kind of like classical music yeah, of some well, sort. Yeah, and she's, I wasn't too into the music. So but, she okay. has a webcam and she's walking back and forth. And the golden retriever, I mean, she might probably like wipe like peanut butter Alpo or something in there. <laughs> and the golden retriever's going nuts. He's barking. He's Jumping around. He's loving it. He's totally loving it. And she's going back and forth, getting down on all fours, and actually putting the dog's dick inside of her. And uh, then moving back to the camera. And for the first time in any bestiality film that I've ever seen, you get to see a beneath-the-ball dog ball shot. Like, when's the, when, what, what bestiality film have you ever seen underneath the dog ball shot? I have, I've seen many regular <laughs> porns with that, but this is the first one I've seen in a bestiality with film. With dog and, balls. And I just, I just want to, you are, you, this was the best thing ever to you, and I, I, I kind of understand. I'm just, saying I'm, in, I'm, I'm just saying I'm impressed. I'm okay. not saying I'm going to jerk off to it. Again. You probably did. <laughs> but I'm not, but I'm saying I could. Yeah. Yeah, because she was kind of hot. And so, uh, hey, the dog wasn't bad either, you know. Well, it just looked like everyone involved was having a good time. Exactly. That's that's what I want to say. So, uh, thank you, Samantha, for sending in that video. And you know what? I did use my imagination, and I did picture Crystal getting boofed by that dog. As did I. Yeah. So, uh, thanks it's for sending that in. a happy ending for her. I'd also like to thank uh, this uh, band, Blasting Caps. I don't know if you noticed this. They sent a video, promo video for Sick and Wrong to the MySpace page. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't know if you checked that out. I'd like to thank Blasting Caps for sending that in. We're going to have to probably link to it or post it on our website somewhere. So uh, you'll be seeing that soon. And uh, the final thing I want to mention here is this week's episode of From the Ville. I'm not quite sure what number it is. You should check it out. They interviewed Doug Stanhope, the comedian. I think it's 103, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it's the most current episode of From the Ville. They um, interviewed Doug Stanhope, and then the second half of the show, they discuss the uh, gift that, sick and wrong, that uh, Wackerly and myself sent them, the Turd Twister. And what's odd to me is I really think that those guys are going to use the Turd Twister. Which frightens me to no end. I mean, we sent that... You know, with the expectation, you know, ha, 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 you guys are going to use this thing. It's a funny but bit. It, it's you know. a funny bit. It's a, it's a novelty item. But now but I'm starting to be frightened. If you listen to that episode, like when, when they're discussing it, 
I think they're seriously going to use the turd twister, which I don't even know if you can physically use that to twist your turds. Can we make a uh, legal disclaimer at this point that we are absolved of any harm that comes to Martin or Steele if they actually try to use this thing and a piece of it gets stuck up in their colon? I'm, I'm scared. You know, I, I'm a little worried about it, too. And he did mention that he was going to have um, paramedics there. <laughs> which on, is good. Which, I'm, which, which I'm is totally definitely a good that. thing. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous about it. And, but w- what's going to be funny, though, and if they do end up using it, and uh, they said that they're planning to – Martin said he was going to film um, Steel making, you know, turd shapes. Which with, I don't know if anybody twister. wants to see that. But if, but if they do – end up filming it and posting on their site, we're going to have to link to it for our listeners. Yeah. Can we link to also to the video where uh, Steele is in the emergency room having this thing surgically <laughs> extracted? <laughs> extracted from his ass. Dude, you know what, though? It's funny. Bay City is a pretty small community. Word will get around that entire Tri-City area that a man <laughs> had this, like, plastic toy extracted from his anus. You know what? I don't think Steele cares. I, I really don't think Steele would cares. care at all. I think he's hoping for that uh, infamy. So go check it out, the most recent episode of From the Ville. And uh, finally here, uh, thanks for everyone for voting out there on Podcast Alley. I don't know if you checked. We have over 50 votes this month. And uh, SW, Sick and Wrong, is uh, number 30 out of 32,000 podcasts. So and the um, total listings. Yeah, wow, totally. Amazing. So uh, thanks, everyone out there, for voting on Podcast Alley. If you haven't already, go give us a vote. Well, until next week, we'll be back with uh, Episode 73. Take it sleazy. Good night. She came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's where I caught her eye. She told me that her dad was loaded. I said, in that case, I'll have a rum and Coca-Cola. She said, fine. And in 30 seconds time, she said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. Well, what else could I do? I said, I'll see what I can do. I took her to a supermarket. I don't know why, but I had to start it somewhere. So it started there. I said, pretend you've got no money. She just laughed and said, oh, you're so funny. I said, yeah. Well, I can't see anyone else smiling in here. Are you sure? You want to live like common people? You want to see whatever common people see? You want to sleep with common people? You want to sleep with common people like me? But she didn't understand. She just smiled and held my head. Pretend you never went to school But still you'll never get it right When you're lying in bed at night Watching roaches climb the wall If you called your dad he could stop it all here You'll never live like common people You'll never do whatever common people do You'll never fail like common people You'll never watch your life Slide out of you and dance and drink and screw Cause there's nothing else to do do.
thing that you do because you think that poor is cool. Like a dog lying in a corner, they'll bite you and never warn you. Look out. They'll tear your insides out because everybody hates a tourist. Everybody hates a tourist, especially one who thinks it's all such a lie. Yeah, and the chip stains grease will come out in the bath. You will never you will understand, understand how it feels how it to, live your life to live your life with no, with no meaning or control, or control and, and with nowhere left, left to go. You're amazed that they exist, and they burn and so, they burn bright, so bright, bright while you can only wonder Climb the wall. If you called your dad, he could stop it all. Yeah. You'll never live like common people. You'll never do, You'll never do what people common do. people do. You'll never fail like common people. You'll never watch your life slide out of you and dance and drink and screw. Because there's nothing else to do.